On this episode of MCMC, we continue our discussion on vinyl. We discuss what kind of equipment would be ideal for playing vinyls, where you can go locally to purchase vinyl records, as well as some vinyl history. So sit back and relax as we jump into part two of MCMC's discussion, Why Vinyl? So to continue our discussion, um, I wanted to ask and, and get the opinion of uh, both of you. Um, for somebody who is thinking about starting a collection, a vinyl collection, or somebody who wants to kind of get into uh, collecting vinyl, what would your advice be as far as maybe um, where to start um, searching um, maybe what to start listening for, and uh, also what kind of equipment would you recommend uh, for them? So, anybody can oh jump goodness. in. So, sorry, Sean. <laughs> Char- I'm with Sean. <laughs> well, you, well, I know it was, uh, a, it was a lot to ask. Sean, so, is, the, um, Sean is the creme de la creme of this here. So, no, I'll, I'll, that. so um, I'll, I'll start with if I wanted to find records, where should I go? Well, Mm -hmm. it's easy for us, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how far your listens extend. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just in this area, let's say just in this area. In in the the Maryland, D.C., Washington metropolitan area. Um, Who who couldn't give out a shout out to Joe's Record Paradise on on, uh, Georgia Avenue? Um, And also is the... uh, I think it's a CD game exchange right there on 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 29 on uh, on uh, Columbia Pike in Silver Spring, which is basically around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have a very nice store. It's a I love going there. Um, and then uh, Fye for new pressings. Mm-hmm. In fact, <laughs> I saw the other day Target for new <laughs> pressings. <laughs> um, That's true. Uh, so if you're talking about actual brick and mortar stores. Those are good places to go. If you don't live in this area, you would know what type of places that you have. So I, I guess you have to start searching. But, oh, uh, I bought one of my last albums of one of the most interesting places I I would ever thought of. is I was in Harper's Ferry. Wow. That's <laughs> um, a, that right there is interesting. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a whole that's, story that we can talk about. That's right. That's Harper's Ferry. <laughs> First of all, are you guys familiar with Harper's Ferry? Yeah, John yeah. Brown uh, in 1859. Well, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah, yeah it's a different podcast. <laughs> uh, the, slave, uh, uh, the slave rebellion there, yeah. Yeah, he, he was he was, he, he was was pro-freedom of he slave. Was, of slave he, was, which, he was. He was. He was ahead of his time. That's right. He was. He was, he was very time. much ahead of his yeah. time, and, and, and in, a, in, in a very aggressive way. So yeah, he was. It, it has quite a quite a, an applauding, um, yeah, uh, you know, reputation yes, for that does. place. And, and now the place is basically syn- uh, synonymous with him. Yeah, of course. But it's, but when you go to Harper's Ferry, you're you're pretty much going to this very small strip mm-hmm. of buildings that 
um, are built into the sort of a kind of a mountainside, so, so, mm -hmm. so to speak. And they're very old. Mm -hmm. uh, they may date back to way back when. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how, I don't think that those exact buildings or all of those exact buildings were there when John Brown was there, there but no, I don't want to no. get too much in that history. Yeah. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm just using an example of anybody who lives someplace in, in the country that, you know, aren't familiar with the D.C. metropolitan area that we, we're uh, familiar with is I there was a um, there's a like sort of a, a very small run gift store there by a, a nice a lady who uh, had just sort of a, a selection of all kinds of little things. And I looked down and there was this bin of of. Uh, of vinyl rat records and mm -hmm. and so I looked through what she had and I bought a uh, I bought a David Lee Roth 45 for um, wow. just a gigolo and it sounds great you know oh, um, man. and uh, also uh, I bought a Dolly Parton album my first Dolly Parton album Nine, two, Bef before that okay before that, yeah. I always <laughs> love you I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> she sung that song before Whitney Houston. I'm she, sorry. She did. I'm not, she trying did. To, I'm not trying to make a fool of myself. I'm just, you know, <laughs> no, you trying to flex my muscle over here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're doing, you're doing a good job yourself. Over here, he's you're shaking doing, his head like, okay. You're doing a good job. Doing oh, okay. All right. So. All right. Okay, so, so I guess the point of that is, is know your, know your, your area. And if yeah. you have vintage areas that ha might have any kind of vintage stores, yeah. They are a good place to check for many vinyl uh, recordings, yeah. but you said also about equipment. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I am not familiar with everything now. Okay. There, there, there's a lot of companies that come out with a lot of stuff, but I have to say, I am very happy with my Audio Technica uh, DJ turntable that you yeah. also have right across the room here. Yeah, so that's the um, Audio Technica uh, LP120. Technica, okay. That's what, that's, well, yeah, it's fine. It's tomatoes, <laughs> uh, potatoes. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say it. No, Google will fix it for you. Yes. Um, um, but not necessarily the specific equipment, just what would you need if you're going oh. to play records? Well, well, we need a record we, player. We, we, need, we need a turntable. <laughs> can't um, can't the, without that. Well, there, there, there are several choices that I was wondering which way I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but, if you have a, a receiver or a sound processor, mm -hmm. then you just check to make sure you have a a a, 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 a phono um, outlet or selection, because some of them don't. Some, right. you know, um, but make sure you have that. Um, but I, when I was first getting back into this, I said, "What way do I want to go with this?" Because I still like CDs. I'm not going to get rid of CDs. Um, but they have those those all-in-ones where you have a turntable and you have a CD player and it can record the things on the CD, like you can play your records and record that record on a CD, right. which I thought was a great idea. But I'm actually kind of interested, not that, I'm more interested in having a VHS type of thing right. with a DVD mm -hmm. player, you know, right. that does the same thing. DVD, but, VHS combo. Uh, yes. Like. One of those, yeah. <laughs> but the same principle. And yeah. so if that's, it, that's that takes up less space, it's sort of an all-in-one. Uh, what you would want to look for, though, is one that you can make sure that you can change your cartridge, change your stylus, because yes. you don't want yes. one stuck with a bad one, yep. and or if it goes bad. I have a, a Sony. At, well, I'm not going to say I have it. Um, I was using it last, so let's claim the ownership of it. It's actually my father's. Um, but it's an old <laughs> <laughs> Sony. Um, Careful. 
you know, uh, record player. And this was fully automated, meaning that you would hit the, uh, the open button, the tray would slide out, mm -hmm. you would drop your vinyl onto the tray, mm -hmm. you would hit the close button, yes. it would go in yes. into the, the, uh, the dust-covered dust, yep. area, mm -hmm. and the needle would drop on the first track. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And you could fast-forward, and you could rewind. You could change the speed, all that, yeah. and this player. I cannot, for the life of me, find a cartridge for it. And now I wish that I had wrote down the model of it so someone listening could look. Right, but okay. Yeah. Um, I could not find any cartridge. I, I would have used that over what I have now. And it, it sounded great. It's just that, you know, the, 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 the stylus went bad, um, which was part of my fault for not really understanding mm -hmm. how it works. Um, and I just can't find a cartridge to replace it. And you've tried yeah. eBay and you've tried all the... I've, I've tried eBay. I reached out to Sony themselves. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know? Was this by chance what they would they, what they used to call linear tracking? I believe so. Right. I, I have to... You know, I may uh, head back to the old place and, 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 and bring it here since it's just sitting there collecting yeah. dust. Well, you, well the outside's collecting dust. Well, yeah. Well, the linear the linear tracking didn't have like this elbow that it rested on it. It had sort of a, a shorter stem, mm -hmm. and it had a actual mechanism that moved the needle over. Yes, that's what so it that's had. How it went, like yep. that. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's what that's what it sounds like. Yep, that's what it was. And um, for the life of me, I cannot find a cartridge to replace it. Well, that's too bad. Yeah, I mean that's. Well, the, did you try going to Joe's Record Paradise? They have a I have it. engineer. I have it. Some sort of fixer. Yeah. Somebody over there. Some I have to do that. I have to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure somebody has something out there that would be able to do that. Yeah. But I, I miss that. that. That thing was, you know, amazing to just kind of yeah. open and close, you know. It's really neat. Um, but I do like dropping the... Well, yeah. I didn't like it at first. Um, I didn't like it at first. When we first bought... Oh my god! Uh, record yes, player. We yes, bought one yes. a couple years ago, yeah, but 2013, yeah. early 2013, five years ago. That was the first record player I ever had. That was the first yeah. one that you know I, I, I ever used. And so I was yeah. used to you know, and then I was like, oh, this is perfect. This yeah, is yeah. the millennials' record player. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so when we had the drop, like the nail, I was like, what yeah. is this? Like, yeah, and if you were, and if you remember too, it also has it's still it's still in existence. Yes. has the uh, the dock for an iPad. It does, and I'm it just does. like, what? I was, I mean, I'm, yeah. I, and Sean has seen it too. It's like, what is this? Yeah, like really, what what are we and, doing? And here? that's one thing I'll, I'll get it because uh, I'm a I'm a, a techie and I, you know I love technology. That's one thing I will say I love about the um, the uh, LP120. It has a hydraulic release, yeah. um, and so you can kind of hover mm -hmm. over the beginning of that record yeah. and, and yep. pull that yeah. lever down. And it will drop nice and smoothly right, right on the edge and, and, and go right into the record if you do it right. Um, one, uh, I'll, I'll say tips for, um, you know, when you, when you get a record player, you know, of course you want to conf uh, configure it. You want to make sure that you're, if, if it has auto skating, that you, you, you set that mm -hmm. um, to the right setting. You want to make sure that you, if you have a counterweight, you want to make sure that that weight is set so that it kind of balances off. Right. Um, you don't want it digging into the groove. Exactly. Um, you know, you want it to basically glide. You right. don't want it so light that you know, if it, the first bump it hits, you know, yeah, it, it, bumps, it up. bumps up and down. You know. Yeah. Um, but you want you don't want it so deep that it uh, it skates uh, across right. you know the record 
um, or it reads every little hair scratch mm-hmm. and, 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 and you know digs into that groove. Um, so you want to make sure that you do that um, as well. Um, as far as vinyl, um, I wouldn't say maintenance, but basically, you know, just keeping your vinyls nice and neat and clean. Um, of course, you know, keep it uh, in the sleeve, right. um, you know, if, if possible. You don't want it to be exposed to dust. Um, you want to have an anti-static, uh, I, I like to use an anti-static brush mm-hmm. um, yep. against it that Way gets a lot of dirt off. You can also use a, um, a, um, a rag, a um, microfiber, My, cloth. microfiber, yeah. I can use a microfiber cloth. cloth as well. Um, surprisingly, I've seen that um, a lot of people, uh, when they go to actually like wash or clean the actual vinyl or something, they use just regular soap and water to, to actually wash it. Really? Um, I, I never use that. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. If it gets really dirty, you know, I guess if you have kids or anything like that, that kind of get into it. And maybe so. I you know. know I, I've, used, I've used water before because I've rescued some albums that had like actual dirt. Right. Actual dirt that was like. Physical dirt. Yeah. yeah. On, on it. From but the ground. From the ground. That's right. <laughs> and and I, I have rescued some by yeah. using water to help dissolve. And yeah. it's the process. But uh, my favorite easiest is just plain old rubbing rubbing alcohol and a sort of a, mm-hmm. a, a sort of a velvet fibered type of cloth that gets right into the grooves yeah um and, they, and it's easy actually to find the record cleaning solution now it went yeah. away for a while now it's yeah. back yeah. again yeah. yeah and they're usually alcohol based anyway yeah, yeah. yeah. yep and yeah. you know i could say as a photographer on the side um cleaning uh an actual lens mm-hmm. um you know you're using uh some base solution that also could include alcohol if you're cleaning the lens. Um, Even for a person that wears glasses like myself, uh, you know, it takes that special microfiber type of cloth to clean it so it doesn't scratch it. And I think that also applies, like you both were talking about, to uh, an actual, you know, 12-inch record. Um, It it does work. Um, I think the, the myth sometimes that comes across with with records are that you can leave them anywhere at any time um i've seen instances like that where these myths are your habits well no these are my habits no these are my habits i've seen it where folks have left stuff you know in their vehicle and i'm not gonna name names but folks have left Mm. records in their vehicle and the the disc is warped i will name a name uh yours truly um, okay. I have, and I'll show you. you. I have uh, U2's uh, Joshua Tree. I have it here. It I'll show it to you. And it, it looks like branches of a tree. Oh, like, that's terrible. That album won, uh, I think it won Grammy of the Year in 88, yeah. I think, didn't it? It was, it was something. It was yeah. something, yeah. The oh, Joshua yeah. Tree, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I remember how yeah. excited it was when I Man, found it because I, I found the original 88 you know, recording of it. And um, yeah, just it. it was is totally warped and uh it was just from leaving it in the trunk of my car and forgetting to take it out and yeah. the heat it wasn't even exposed to the sun just mm. the heat that was in yeah. that trunk yeah. um during you yeah. know the summer just completely warped um Damn. that entire uh record and uh one of the things that i have so where my records are it's close to a fireplace and so that was one of my concerns you yeah. know having the yeah, fireplace even- you know, near the records, but the heat doesn't, it's not that much heat that no. comes off of well, the fireplace. What you, what you just need to be aware, if you're ever worried about it, you, you, you touch the surface of your, your records to see if you, they have any warmth. Yeah. If they have any warmth, 
even if it's not what you call melting warmth, make sure that they're in a position that you don't think they'll work because sometimes, look, having this is okay, but even having this sometimes yeah. over a long period of time under heat, you, before you realize that you have a slight little bowing in it, yeah. and then you don't notice it until you actually start playing it and it goes like mm -hmm. this. Yep. But you, you can rescue those too yeah. if you if you have that problem. If it's not too severe of a warpage, yeah. there's several ways that you can you can rescue those. Um, one of the ways that I have done is I used to have a, uh, a heavy, a, a large um, flat pot, mm -hmm. this clean pot. And I, what I would do is I would heat some water in it, but not too hot. Mm -hmm. And then I would place it on top of it with the weight of the actual pot of water on top of where the warping is on the album oh. and let it kind of cool off going from the, the warm to cool. And that would work. But I've also had success off of using a hairdryer. Hmm. But that, but you have to be very aware of what you're doing with a hairdryer. You, you still, you still sort of need a, a weight. You need something that you need to heat it and weight. You have to need some pressing on it. Right. And whatever you're pressing on, make sure that that, that surface is very flat. So, that you, you mm. that itself could provide its own warpage. But I've, I've rescued albums like that. Nice. And so, uh, for for uh, someone who is buying uh, albums from a secondhand store. Uh, what would be something that they'd want to kind of uh, look for uh, when when they they're looking to purchase something, you know, as far as the actual record itself? Well, the, what I would since they're secondhand is I always open up the record. Mm -hmm. I was look at and I, and I pull the record out and I I look at it at an angle through light. Mm -hmm. So that that helps me see what what I can visibly see that could cause some sort of bad kind of scratching. Sure. Um, uh, the reason I do that is sometimes people won't buy one because it's dirty and dusty. I can tell the difference between dust and scratches. Does it mean that the the dust on there <clears throat> can't ruin the sound? Well, yes, it can, but just be light with it. I can, You can remove it, though. Um, that will be helpful. But look at it at an angle. When you look at it at an angle, you get to see anything that's potentially bad as a scratch. Mm -hmm. If you get this big long visible scratch that's going yeah, across one of your favorite tracks, like well like crazy. look at the look at the price of it too. Like yeah. if it's two bucks, well you might want to take a chance with it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know? But if it's if it's they're asking you like, you know, eight bucks for it and you're looking at that and that's your favorite track and you're like, um ask if you can play it. Yeah. Because you sometimes it's weird, but sometimes it you play plays. it and it plays and you don't really hear the scratch. Yeah. You might hear might something, but you don't really hear it. So that's another thing. They, the, the scratches can kind of... I have something funny about that. Uh, real quick, I, um, on a previous show, I recorded um, uh, one side of uh, Here My Dear, Marvin Gaye. And one of the songs kind of has in this built-in kind of... That record, you know, that first drop, you sure. know, like that, that crackling effect. And it goes so, away. Yeah, and it goes away into it. So it, it's clean, you know, throughout. And then that one song kind of has that crackle. Yeah. That, you know, goes just like, you know, round one time, crackle. Another time, crackle. Yeah. And so, you know, when I originally listened to it, I said, man, this is, you know, this is terrible. I'm going to have to re-record it. And so I took it out and, you know, I looked and I said, oh, okay, you know, there's some little smudges and stuff like that. Let me clean it. I cleaned it, played it again. Then I realized that's just part of the actual recording itself. It's all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually part that's of the, the joke recording. Of the day. That's the joke of the day right there. That's, oh, man. I, I can't get rid of the sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what it was. And then you Thanks, the, Marvin. Yeah. And then you bought the CD and it's still it there. Yeah. yeah. That's when yeah. you know, man. That's when you know. Yeah. Um, you know, if I could just, uh, again, piggyback with 
and they're showing the expert over here. I mean, he's, he's right. <laughs> no, because I I have been. He's to, he's holding his hands up here, but you know I have been record shopping with this guy at Joe's. Same and here. and you have too. Yeah. And it, it's true. I mean, and these are mistakes that I've made with uh, the records that I had. I'm thinking, all right, cool. That times that I wasn't in there with him, I'm thinking, all right, cool. This is a dollar. Yeah. A dollar fifty. Let me go ahead and pick it up. And I already have a lot of these recordings on MP3, and I'm throwing them in the on the vinyl, and this thing sounds like old wine. Yeah, there's a reason. It's like is it supposed to be whole? Yeah, it was. It was awful. It was awful. But that's the thing. If you can mount your 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 vinyl from anywhere other than the center, don't buy it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, like he said, I mean, he, I mean, he's right. I mean, it's, it's one of those things you really have to look, you have to examine. Yeah. And he's taught me that. Yeah. Um, you've taught me you know, a lot with that as well in terms of, hey, just look, just give attention to detail like you would anything else. Exactly. And I will go back to Sean for this. Sure. I believe he was the one who, who taught me about this. But the difference between um, a virgin yeah. record and one that's not. So maybe you can kind of. Yeah, that, that. yeah. This is this is was was an interesting term that, that came out when I was uh, I was young and it was when we all bought records. We <laughs> there there's something called the Columbia Book and Record and Tape Club. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Where you could where if you bought like you know two albums you get like a, a thousand <laughs> with with a four penny and it's like what this is the greatest <coughs> thing in the world. The thing is is you you, you do it and I, I get these records for the penny. And the ones I got for pay, they're like, why don't these sound as good? Like, what's wrong with these? Now, this is me. I, this is conjecture. This is not facts that I know. But this is going to come into what Virgin, the Virgin vinyl is. Um, those records that I got for a penny really didn't sound good. The ones that I actually purchased for the right price sounded better. Um, I would ask people about this, and I, you know, I maybe talk to somebody that was at the record store, Joe's Record Paradise, or somebody else who just knew about records. He's, oh, it's probably just not on Virgin Vinyl. So what's Virgin Vinyl? Well, that, that's when, see, look, look, a lot of times we'll, they'll recycle these records. Like, they get them in the trash. They'll recycle the plastic the vinyl that they're made out of. And they won't really bother to take the labels off or anything. They're just, the paper's in there with it. And so mm-hmm. when they press the new records, you might get, like, little tiny microscopic paper fibers that are still in the surface of that of that vinyl so that when you get that record and it looks nice and shiny and you press it you bring it home you're hearing noisy tracks they're not really crisp and clean they're not definite the way you want them to be you get that kind of like you know that last track sound that you yeah. might get the last track that's because it's more compressed you know yeah. it's 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 a sharper angle and, and the stylus might have issues that's why you get a good stylus and they can you can compensate for it um <laughs> but these 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 the record companies would do, you know, they'd want to make money, but you know, Michael Jackson come with a new album, yeah. uh, they want to get as many as possible yeah. and you know, make as much money as possible. They maybe not always spend the right amount of money. So, what they started doing is, is, the, is the public started getting more <laughs> used to the fact that their albums didn't necessarily sound as good. Mm-hmm. So, they started advertising for if you just pay a little more, mm-hmm. you'd get an album get that's on what's called virgin vinyl. Mm-hmm which basically was fresh vinyl with that wasn't recycled vinyl mm-hmm. and it would sound nice and cleaner. And so it, that's something that you would look for with a lot of those albums back in those days. Now, 
nowadays they don't even talk about virgin vinyl that I'm aware of. Yeah, it's it's more about the size now. It's it's, like it's about the, it's about the weight, yeah, the weight whatever. now. Yeah, because I, I think they're That's just pitiful. I think they're just doing virgin period because, yeah. which is fine. I mean, this is the thing that the new albums, uh, I do like the sound of those new albums. I like the that the, the the reason that they're they're uh, they're talking about grams and density is because the harder, cleaner that that vinyl is and heavier it is, the stronger it is with its signal recording. Yeah, and the and grooves are a little bit deeper, a little deeper, and it's smoother yeah. and it's strong. You don't have to worry about warpage like that. Uh, so when we were talking about earlier about when you buy an album, you get something. Well, now when you feel you get something, oh yeah, you get sure. it. Oh, you sure. do. You, know? you sure do. So. But but that's that's sort of where that is. I, I don't I don't think they even even need a term like virgin violent these days. Uh, but back in those days, when you're talking about cutting corners, yeah. you make a business, you'd do just vinyl, which was end up being recycled right. fibrous vinyl, right, and then right. you get virgin vinyl, and that was a big thing. Virgin vinyl. This was on virgin vinyl. So that's that's what all that was about. Yeah. If I may give a plug to just uh, <clears throat> that a bunch of us have given you know a few of us yeah. tonight. Uh, C Depot, C Depot, right there off of uh, Route One. Yeah, and I know I've been there with both of you at, at certain instances, and they also have C Depot. Really, yes, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, my wife couldn't relate to that because you know when we were we were dating, uh, it was one of those instances where I was like, okay, let me just stop off for like 10, 15 minutes. I was gone for two, three two hours, hours, yeah, <laughs> three years, you know. Uh, and uh, but they have just a plethora of 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 of, uh, of records, and unlike some other places that we've mentioned, I'm not taking anything away from Joe's Record Paradise, but I from the records that I've seen at C Depot, and I haven't been there in maybe about a year or two, but it, their stuff seems like they have shelved it for a while. And if you were able to pull out an actual 12 inch and take a look at that LP, you know, whether it was 78, 45, what have you, it's almost as if it was rarely played. Yeah. And that's, great. Um, that's I mean, that's, that's a good that's thing. That's what you want. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. exactly what you want. And like Sean was saying, that authentic sound, uh, you know, it's all where you go. Yeah. And, um, you know, if, if you want somebody, I mean, if you're, I mean, sorry, if you want a recording that is just straight off the presses, as it were. That might be one of the top places in the area to go, and I, I have a few oh, records cool. yeah. that you know to this day are, are are in pristine shape. Yeah, yeah, and you know, um, I know we've been talking about a lot of local stores, so I'm just going to go and plug in a couple of um, online sure. uh, places that uh, you could go. And I'm really doing this because I'm really hoping for sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be Some amazing. Um, uh, there's this one place called uh, Vinyl Me Please. Um, and they actually do their own pressing um, oh, cool. and, uh, you know, recording uh, and re-release of um, popular oh, awesome. uh, records. Cool. Um, what's neat about it is not only do they do their own pressing, but they also do artwork for it. So, wow. so they provide, and I have uh, two that I got from them, and I'll show you it. Um, and I'll show you what it, the original, you know, release from the company looked like. And the re-release that they do, because they get actual special rights mm. from the companies like Columbia, wow. um, RCA, That's those awesome. who, That's who um, they get the rights to re-release. Awesome. You know the, the record, so the re-release will come through that company. 
Um, and it's really neat. And the people there, um, you know, I had interaction uh, online uh, with one of the representatives for them. They're amazing. Um, they're really helpful um, because the record that I wanted to buy was only uh, available via subscription. Um, so it's a subscription. Sub sub mm, wow. It is a subscription. A and sometimes why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, hooked on phonics is free. Meaning um, is fundamental. Yes. Um, but through the subscription, um, which you would pay basically is something like $27 a month. And you'd get one record and you can swap, swap in, in, out, you know, which record you get. But these are brand new, you know, re-recorded, um, you know, brand new artwork. Uh, records that you re receive um, through mail. That's awesome. And, um, you know, they would send you one each month, you know, and, and you get to choose or they'll send you, you know, <laughs> one that they, you know, did for the month. And if you didn't like it, you can always send it back to the, the next month. Oh, that's something awesome. Else. Um, so they're really cool. I'll, I have two here I'll show you after um, the show. Um, that was really neat. Uh, also, um, SML XL, which is like small, medium, large, extra large. SML XL. Uh, they're another company that uh, does uh, re-releases. So like the Frey album that I have, I got from them. Mm -hmm. um, and what's really neat is they did um, their recording on uh, clear vinyl, uh, which is really cool. Um, that's what really I saw. Yeah, yeah, if I if I just may speak, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, yeah and, record, and I'm, I was going to yeah, ask you. I was like, what just, is that? It <laughs> adds the nostalgia. Yeah, to it. And yeah, it, yeah, the ones that, that I got cool. from um, from. Um, Vinyl Me Please, I like that too. One cool. is red, the other one's like yeah. color splattered. I'll show you though. They're really, really cool. Um, but to get those re-released, you know, uh, from them, from records, you know, this is stuff, you know, from like 90s, sure, early right. 2000s, you know, hipster stuff as well. But just to have it, you know, when no one else is releasing it and they have it exclusive, then to add the additional, you know, uh, artwork to it that wasn't sure, yeah. was never there. It's just super cool. cool. You know, it's super cool. Um, and so they're definitely one, um, definitely check out if you really want to have, and it's not that expensive, you know, 27 bucks is pretty reasonable for a brand new, uh, record, especially with everything that you get with it. Um, and so they're really cool. SML XL is another one. Um, if you want to, you know, go to a local store, um, I like going to Barnes and Noble. Um, they have a lot of, uh, new stuff, um, and they have some old stuff. Um, they're mainly re-releases, um, but they have, um, a good collection there if you want to go to and, and find them uh, locally as well mm. yep so there's a lot of options available and i mean and just the way that vinyl is really you know coming you know back out um and, and how you know so many people are, are now buying especially like uh this millennial the, the millennials and hipsters you know they they love it it's it's great for me mm -hmm. because now i've been collecting you know not as long as, as you two have I, I would say uh my collection goes back i've I want to say about maybe seven years, um, and I have about a little bit over a hundred uh, uh, records now. That's um, about what I have. I don't have a, a yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, splurging. Me, right? <laughs> you yeah, know, I mean, for me, on I, records. I mean, I could say really honestly, and I hope I don't sound I'm not sounding like a, like a hypocrite, but I yeah. I think I probably have more CDs still at this point yeah. than I do LPs. But in terms of the content, sense. yeah, um, things that I would maybe prefer to listen to because at this point last eight seven eight years i have had that personal desire to say okay this is what i want to get this is an album that i've heard via mp3 or via cd yeah. that i want to get so you know for me it's more 
personal preference and, and, the, and the LPs that I have now are the ones that I want to have as opposed to CDs that maybe I haven't listened to in quite some time. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a personal preference. A selective choice of, right. of, of vinyls yeah. was important to me because you can, you can get kind of crazy collecting yeah no you can't you know? it's an expensive hobby <laughs> right but it sneaks up on you it's not right. like it's like it's not like you say oh i'm gonna spend a thousand dollars today no you spend just maybe 20 bucks yeah no it's but, but if you do that like all the time yeah before a, you know it you a, don't have space yeah. you don't yeah. like it loses its um i don't know what you call it it, it loses its one aspect because of its volume and, and its space. Of and I'll, I'll say, you know, starting off, uh, you know, I, I was really fortunate uh, for Joe's because, you know, they they had their sales where, you know, half off of yeah. a $5 or, you know, six or seven, anything, I think it was under $5. Right. Anything under $5 was half off, which was just great because when I first started off, you know, I was able to have a nice, decent yeah. collection. You know, and it was fun going in and spending 20 bucks and coming out with five, six, seven, sure. you know, records where now 20 bucks will get you one. Well, you know? well, so. if you, I have the, I was at Joe's not too long ago that you could still get good prices for yeah. it. I, I haven't spent on a used record $20 yet for anything that they have there. Yeah. Um, but, but new records. Yeah. That's what, that's yeah, what that's different. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, $20 won't even get me one new record because, uh, average cost that i usually see is somewhere around thirty dollars but yeah. not always you know yeah but um but i yeah that's that's you get you hit the nail on the head there yeah i think that um going back a couple of years just looking uh at posts on instagram or facebook of mm -hmm. some folks that i'm following that you know i was born in 85 but you know some folks that i'm thinking about that were born maybe in 91 92 that are in the middle tier of you know, being a millennial, yeah. um, you know, they, they're loving this stuff right now in terms yeah. of purchasing record players and just listening to LPs. Um, I can't remember the store. Maybe it's not even important for me to mention it, but there was, uh, I think there was a department store that was even selling uh, record players. Um, and they were glammed up, I hate to use that term, but they were designed in a way so to speak that it fits the times you know yeah. the 21st century yeah it may have been like urban outfitters yeah it could you know i yeah. think it might have been urban outfitters <laughs> yeah. and i can't remember how much it cost not important but i know that there were a few folks i'm thinking of one person that i know in particular a good friend of mine and she purchased it yeah. and you know she's loving it she's good. about 20 23 24 years old so she was born what 93 92 93 yeah in an age of CDs. Right. And uh, it's just something that she's experiencing for the first time. Yeah. And and it's a beautiful thing. It's nostalgic. It's nostalgic. Yeah, it's, it's literally what right. it is. It's nostalgic. Yeah. Um, and it's just something that, um, it's just, it's so much fun. It's fun collecting. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's fun listening to, mm -hmm. you know, um, and it really kind of slows things down. Yeah, kind of puts yeah, things at ease. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes you need that too. That's sure. what you need. Yeah, Sometimes sure. the instantaneous is not what you need. You need sort of the that preparation, like you do a meal. Sometimes you sure. have to kind of like set things aside, set the table, set whatever, put the seat, in, or maybe do something. That's sort of what listening to a, an mm -hmm. album's 
for. It's not for that. I'm I'm rushing to my car. But let put something on. Let me let me exercise real quick. I want to listen. No, that's not what listening to to uh, vinyl is all about. It's it's about that you are setting aside some special time for you to kind of decompress and enjoy exactly. the art. Exactly, exactly. Um, and and I would say you know when I listen to it, I sit down. You know, yeah. I sit down and I kind of like it's almost like a forcing because it's like you know it's actually something physical mm-hmm. that, that you have. You appreciate it what you spent on it, you know, the time it took out to actually go out and buy it. Um, and then, you know, to just to sit it and just, just listen to it and, and it's in its richness and it, it just provides such a great experience yeah. as well, you know, of having, you know, kind of that clean cut mm-hmm. audio. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, 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 it truly is something to, to, to behold because I think uh, XM radio uh, or just regular FM radio, mm-hmm. you're in the car, you're driving, your focus might not be so much at times, or maybe it is too much to a T yeah. on the music, or maybe you're not focusing on the music and the style of sound. Mm-hmm. But when you are, again, drawing up a beautiful illustration, you know, setting uh, you know, the table, getting ready to eat, yeah. you know, this is something that's pre-planned, something yeah. that's orchestrated. Uh, and when planned uh, to perfection, uh, it, you know it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you know, and it, it you know some you know music in itself is just inspirational. Sure. You know, period. And you know, one thing I I, I really enjoyed. Uh, someone kind of brought it out. Is, you know, music has no race. It has no, no. you know, no gender. Not it, at you know, all. it just it's just. Not at all. You know, open for everybody. You know, to listen to, and there's so much. You know, different ways that it, you know, can be can be put together, mm-hmm. and, and you know, experiences that you know. I, I say, you know, I'm a person that listens to all type of music. You know, no matter what the genre is. You know, if it's good music, I'm going to listen to it and, and yep. enjoy it. And um, you know, just kind of having that physical, you know, format. Um, which comes in vinyl, which comes, you know, also in CD or yeah. cassette or whichever way that you enjoy listening, mm-hmm. you know, to it, um, just kind of brings that, you know, that piece kind of, you know, that that it, it make it, it ties in that physical inspiration yep. with it. Well, you know, it, and I agree totally. I, I'm just thinking too about uh, we were talking a while ago just about album covers and just the artwork and just the whole nostalgia. That, that might bring to folks today. And I could throw myself in that age group, somebody from that post-LP era. I have an album that actually uh, goes back to 1972. Uh, one of his best albums from his early years, Stevie Wonder. That's, mm, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a great album. That, even though I wasn't around in 1972, I'm listening to it. I mean, when I first listened to a few of those songs, you know, You Were the Sunshine of My Life and... Mm-hmm. And superstition, which these are songs that I've heard years back, mm-hmm. even before buying the LP and listening to the whole album. Um, I, I noticed some time ago, and I had the album with us in the studio. Mm-hmm. Is if you put your thumb to the top right, obviously Stevie Wonder, who you know is blind, there's the Braille, oh, yeah. and I'm just thinking you don't get that. No, you don't. On a uh, on a CD, no, you don't get or a CD anything or... else, or 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 an upload, or you know, you don't get that. It's not there. Um, Bob Marley. I don't have that. I don't have this album. It's a disclaimer, but his '73 album, which uh, uh, Bob Marley wears, uh, "Catch a Fire," um, 
had uh, there was a scratch and sniff sample, and I'll leave that to the rest of the imagination. <laughs> oh, but I read that somewhere. I don't have that album. Yeah. But I was thinking to myself, well, dang, you know, that yeah. really just puts you, I guess, right there with the music. Well, that's but you don't get that. Now. It puts you right. With the I, music. I, I put you somewhere, but you know, you know. But you're you're talking you're talking about fun gimmicks, fun gimmicks that are associated with records, of course. And that that reminds me of a couple. Uh, there's a there's a couple. Uh, there was. In fact, I'm gonna go back to Neil Adams again. Neil Adams did a cover a record album for uh, Grand Funk Railroad. Okay. Mm-hmm. And not only did he do the cover, he actually had to implement how to do it in 3D. Huh. And he, mm. which meant that the, that the album had to come with some glasses, right? And um, it's just cool that you get that kind of, you know, nostalgia off of off of that type of purchase. You're not just bringing the music home; you're bringing sort of a, a novelty of experience that's sort of like right there with the deadline. Right, right. And so I remember, uh, Sean, you saying something about. Uh records and cereal boxes <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. No, that, this is this is really cool first of all i didn't mean deadline i meant uh, time frame um right. but um yeah uh back in the day first of all you know nowadays all kids seem to be born with a digital vi- a device attached to them and that's always money and but that's something everybody sort of expects nowadays because everything's about money now but back in the day every household had at least at least one simple portable uh, record player. Um, so record, record, uh, being able to play a record is quite common. You can go to anybody's house and they'd have some sort of form of record player, advanced or just these little things that you got as a, as a toy for the kids. Um, so since everybody had those, it was really cool. So I think of it as sort of a serendipitous kind, kind of novelty was, can you imagine Getting your favorite honeycombs cereal and get the latest hit from the Jackson Five right out there on the back. <laughs> you, 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 you take it great. home. It's it's actually imprinted on the back of the box. The it's it's yeah. it's cardboard. Uh-huh. It, there's nothing special about the cardboard. Right. And there's this plastic film pressed onto the box, and it has a picture. It's like a picture disc. You know what picture disc? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You cut the square out, but the circle, you know, the circle is. It had a little hole that you had to basically cut out yourself, right. and you put it right on the centerpiece, and you can play the forty-five, and you get the latest hit from the Jackson Five. Wow! Uh, which I had several different ones. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. There's the Supremes, I believe. Um, there were different types of themed ones. Um, I know my parents didn't want me to, but I always snuck the scary story ones sometimes <laughs> from when they, you know, around Halloween they yeah, sell. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I liked Edgar Allan Poe stuff that was, raven that was done yeah it, there was yeah. a ra- there was a raven, raven. Yeah, i mean it's crazy you, you on the back of a cereal box yeah, like you a, would think about that yeah. now what in the world who would, but yeah. because of the format yeah. because of the way it worked it was such a novelty that you're getting a cereal box and, <laughs> and a record you yeah. can play on a record player yeah. it was just so much fun and, and you cut it out yourself your own yeah. scissors you know so yeah, that that was a fun uh, a fun aspect too that of, of records and yeah. vinyl. I remember uh, getting the very tiny CDs. Oh uh, yeah, you know those really small mm-hmm. you know format CDs that had you know that was reminiscent. a game or something like that you could yeah. play it on a computer. Right. Yeah, right. But that was reminiscent, but it wasn't quite it wasn't the, the same. same. It was like yeah. this is like just it, it, the artwork on the back of a cereal box, and there's a record pressed on it, <laughs> yeah. a film of plastic. Wow. You know? yeah. I mean, the thing is, uh, 
too, you know, you just think about what, you know, back then that was it, you know, the, in terms of yeah. Uh, yeah. having that 78, it was exciting. Yeah. And just the way that you were just describing uh, that, you know, film of plastic on the back of a, a box of honeycomb, I mean, now it, you just think of the fact that everybody has their cell phone at this particular point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, and the uh, only thing you need to do today is open your eyes. And stink. And stink, yeah. <laughs> and grab your phone at the side you of You don't even bed. have to do that. You can yeah. call it out. Exactly. You know? Alexa exactly. can do it exactly. for you. Exactly. exactly, exactly. And just coming from that era where I was in my late teens, mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, 2004, around 2004, 2005, I, I bought my first iPod, and it was a great scale iPod. And if you look at the iPod mini, iPod now, mini, yeah. It, that was, and I bought it at the Apple store back in 2000, you know, I was 19, 20. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, it was, man. What, $200? Yeah, it was like yeah. two, it was like 199 Yeah. And I'm just Four thinking, gigabytes? Right, exactly. Yeah. And that was <laughs> it. And that, you know, you put 120 songs. And it was amazing. And yeah, and, yeah. and that was it. You know, that was our, I guess, our version in 2002. Huh. Yeah. Two, I mean, I'm sorry, 2004, 2005. That was our version of that honeycomb cereal box in <laughs> yeah, a sense. You know, you're getting that, but not only do you have the device that you can plug into your car, but now you can play uh, your Usher, you can play your, you know, <laughs> the artists that were hot back then, yeah. your Ludacris or whoever it was, and it was great, and it was euphoric. Yep. And this was our version of what uh, individuals were feeling in the 70s mm-hmm. and early parts of the 80s when records were all the rage and even now again you have your phone or if you're streaming stuff off of spotify like for me personally when i think about lps even when i think about cds my analysis is that you're owning that music that music is yours you can play anytime you want to with spotify i don't want to listen to a commercial or listen to a 12 second ad about you know why side effects of of, of, of liver disease are, are are having some type of fainting spell is be, is beneficial based off of taking what I'm taking. I want to listen to my music 24 seven and 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 that's it. That's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah, that's yeah. just my thought. I mean, and don't it's don't change so much. And don't get me wrong. I mean, being able to have music, you know, portably and. and grab a selection sure. from, you know, any, that is great. Sure. It's right. great. You know, saying, I want to hear this song and two seconds later, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, that's great. But, um, when you're in that setting, you know, I mean, that's, that's great for grabbing and going, sure. but like, you know, to actually sit, enjoy music, being inspired, inspired by it, you know, that's, I, I love that option. Well, I love I- having, you know, uh, record as an option. What I view what you just spoke of with the digital aspect of it is just the modern way of doing a mixtape. Mm. You know, that's that's how I view it. And and, mm-hmm. and that's it's great and shouldn't continue doing it. It's going to be continued. But uh, when we're talking vinyl, we're, we're talking more of, I think, people who really enjoy an art form right. and they want to take time to decompress right. and enjoy right. that art right. form. Just relax, yeah. 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 It's absolutely, you know, relaxing and you know, I find that uh, for me, you know, actually um, playing an instrument, you know, I play the guitar, um, and 
you know, I, I just enjoy it a little bit more, you know, to mm -hmm. actually um, listen to, you know, live music. Um, and it's just, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, it's like having a concert in your home. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you think about artists such as Prince. Uh, Prince, I think, could play as great as, as he was. 26 instruments, I think, he could play. Whew. I wow. mean, that, I mean, he was a multi instrumentalist. It's what happens when you purify yourself in the lake. In Lake, lake, lake Minnetonka, right? <laughs> Old Purple Rain uh, <laughs> reference there. But you think about an artist such as Prince. You think about, again, just going back to James Brown. Uh, artists like, um, who can I think of? Herbie Hancock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, these guys were instrumentalists. Even vocalists like Bob Dylan. These guys, I mean, these were geniuses. You yeah. know, you said something about Herbie Hancock. I, I have to say something about Herbie Hancock also. It's, it's sometimes he's looked upon as like one of the ones that sort of took music out of the real instrument age. I have a different viewpoint of mm -hmm, that. I mm -hmm. think I think he, I all I think he was doing was doing something fun and inventive. Sure. But he had in mind when he was doing his stuff. I know he had to have had in mind uh, the vinyl listener. Because when you when you hear his tracks on vinyl, you know he knew what was going on. He knew oh, how that worked. He knew how that format worked, and he, and he wanted you to enjoy the experience. Oh, and that's listen to Rocket. Listen to yes. it on vinyl. 1983. Yeah, listen yes. to it on vinyl. Yes. He knew what he was doing. He knew what recording form was, was going to be on. And so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not with anybody who's who's sort of about him sort of ending the instrument age. No, 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 no. I am not. I, he's he's got my full support. Well, yeah. you know, and and I guess you can say for you, you were um, listening to a lot of the, the the current. Obviously, you listening to the top of the top music back in nineteen eighty three. Yeah, where, I was I was kind of mainstream. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. The, th the thriller era, which sure. not only posted on R and B charts, but also posted on pop as a whole because Michael Jackson is the yeah. defined king of pop. But you think about, uh, we were talking before we, we aired this this, this evening, uh, Synchronicity, right? Synchronicity, Synchronicity yeah. 1983, The Police. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about some other albums that probably came out and, at that time. In 1983? Yeah, 1983. Uh, 1983 uh, is, is one of my favorite years of the 80s music. It's kind of interesting when we talk about eighties. Maybe maybe we could do a, a podcast on on the eighties. <laughs> Absolutely, it, a spinoff. If, yeah. if, we, if we did a podcast on the eighties, my st stance on music of the eighties is that there is nineteen eighty to eighty five music and nineteen eighty six to nineteen ninety music. Mm -hmm. And I'm pro eighty to eighty five, and I'm anti eighty six wow. to mm -hmm. ninety. <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear that discussion. Absolutely, absolutely. But that time period, yes, the nineteen eighty three, yeah, uh, that was a big time for me in in that area. And Herbie Hancock was a part of that. Uh, synchronicity was there was such a cross going on uh, of musical interest there. From if I said Michael Jackson, I could say the Stray Cats. Right. If I said the Stray Cats, I could say Men at Work. Right. If I say Men at Work, I could say Donna Summer. Right. I could, if I say Donna Summer, I could I could also say uh, uh, what's the name of that? I'll keep the line going. Come yeah. on. Oh, the Police. Yeah, there the, you go. Uh, yeah. The police. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then and then you know of course there's the Clash and, and other other right. groups that mm -hmm. that came out back then. And so, um, uh, to me it was uh, the, in 1983. I would have never realized that there was segregation in music. Right. 
the way that everything was at that by that t- time period, I think everybody was just loving everybody's stuff. Yeah. And, and Prince, why am I talking about? Yeah, Man, goodness gracious, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, so nineteen eighty two. Yeah, when it came out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I think that just in the conversations that we've had this evening, led by MCMC, it's. I'm thinking, really, when it comes to the comparison between. Uh, LPs and CDs can also be likened to TV and radio in a sense, right? Can it not? In terms of the fact that way back when they thought that, uh, you know, many thought that uh, TV would ultimately replace radio. Right. But radio has. See, you, were try- you guys are probably trying to figure out where the heck is Gordon No, Gordon but I, I see what you're going now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I um, mean, yeah. I think maybe you're, you're maybe that, that is akin to. What's going on? Um, I, I can't. It's, it's hard for me to say for sure, but I, I think I see what you're saying. You're saying, although I have to say this: uh, at least radio didn't experience any dying. You know, no, that's, uh, that's uh, true. Uh, what 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 that's vinyl true. vinyl did it die died. as far as yeah. the, the 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 current production of for a while, but it also did something amazing. It came back and yeah. with a vengeance. It like it, it actually it resurrected. It actually got back. So. So, uh, so just, I don't, I don't know how many formats of things can do that. Yeah, but, I'll but. just repeat those numbers again. One thousand percent from nineteen ninety three. You see a smile on my face, right? Yeah, <laughs> from ear to ear. From two thousand sixteen to two thousand seventeen, it's been, it's been selling six percent more over wow. albums. Yeah, over oh, CDs, CDs, over yeah. CD albums. Yep. Wow. Yep. Just from from two thousand six. To 2017, and from 2000, 2015 to 2016, 11%. More. That's a staggering, so, wow. Yeah, that's a staggering number because um, you would just think that for something that's so large that you can't put in your pocket, yeah. you can't shove in your glove compartment, that it would be over and done with and beyond the point of no return, as it, as it were. But the sound and just the fact that I mean, looking at you're looking at albums, just like man, like this is just—it's great. This is music. This is what it is. This yeah. is you look at some of these older album covers, even with some of the new stuff now. The sound—it's—it's um, yeah. a, it's a different sound that that some maybe took for granted, yeah. even ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. And now they're thinking, you know, now folks are listening to. Music on the groove, as it were, and thinking, "Wow, this is something that maybe I've overlooked, and this this is better than what I heard when it when I originally bought it in the you know bought it at FIE, you yeah. know." Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. And so um, I had you all select um, a record to bring with you um, to be featured to be featured. On the podcast. So. <laughs> oh goodness! Insert um, evil laughter here, right? Yeah, uh. right. So um, the the whole idea is I'll, I'll have one in, entire side play of that uh, record, um, and I think since uh, we'll more than likely have uh, two shows, um, that I'll have one on each show. Cool. Oh, yeah, we'll go with that. And uh, so let's um, if you just let me know what what or let the listener know uh, what. You've selected. Well, uh, again, uh, going back to uh, Steely Dan, which I've, I've had the pleasure of seeing them live, and 
Uh, I think, unfortunately, it was Walter Becker that passed away this past mm-hmm. September. Right. Um, yeah, yeah he, he passed away. Um, I, w- I would love to uh, put the A-side of, uh, of, of Asia, 1977. Nice. Yes. That that's that's perfect. That's also perfect to juxtapose what I think I've chosen. Oh, but before I pick what I've chosen, I'd like to sh- bring what I what I brought. I show you what I brought, or 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 it's just uh, envision it in your mind, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but, so, so I'm not I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to sh- show you my, Ooh, my choices here. So I'm going to pull out my first one, and I, I only picked three because these are just ones that sound really good when I play them. Awesome. Okay. And I, I, and I love the music, of course, but one of my, my, the first one I you have hear that is crispling sound of classic Diamond oh, Life. Oh, oh, yes, oh. absolutely. Sade. I have this. Yes, that my is man. a wonderful my man. My man. choice. Grew up on that. Yes, I mentioned this, in the beginning. Right? That is this. one of my favorite yes. records to listen yes. to yes. in this. That's right. It's absolutely. It's a, it's a beautiful. And it flows just so smooth. It's a great album. So this is Sade's uh, Diamond Life. Yeah, so debut. um, That we have. And I I think, I don't know if you know the year. 84. 1984. 84. Look on the back of the album. Look on the back of the album. You're right, it is 84. Because I remember the hit was in 84. 84, man. But let me see. Let me see what it actually does say. Well, actually, this says 1985. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, I guess it does. But 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 you know, it, you, it, it could depend on when the pressing was made. Like it could have been, could have been, yeah. Because your love is king, which was her first single when she first came to perform in the United States, uh, was nineteen eighty four. Yeah, I mean, so well, I, yes. uh, I think you're thinking of actually Smooth Operator. Here, uh, well, here you go. No, here's, it was your love is king. Here's, really? here's the facts. It was first released in the United Kingdom. In 84. 1984. July 16, 1984. And then in the U.S., February 27th, 1985. Oh, that was, that was a couple well, weeks old. But I think it actually is correct, though, that the that Smooth Operator was out here at the States as a single, at least, in 84. Yeah, it was it was out in the States in 84. That, sure. That's, that's I, I'm almost certain of that as well. All right, here, here's another one that I really enjoy the sound with. This, is, this, this goes back uh, not quite a decade before. Right. Actually, another talented female group, and that would heart. be. Can I take a guess? Is it heart? It is heart. Heart. I, I was going to yes. say heart too, right? Yes. We 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 know oh, this, this guy nice. very well. Yes. Yeah. I have um just I want to say two weeks ago I picked up Dreamboat Annie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Another and um I have magazine as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So awesome that's a good. One. I don't have that one, but that yeah that was Dreamboat Annie, 1976, crazy, uh, crazy on you, right? I, I have yeah. actually yeah, the, a great song. Yeah. I actually have the original printing of this one too, but it's kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. And so I saw this new pressing, and I said, Oh, I gotta, gotta get, get it. it. Yeah. And then this is the one I think I'm going to play. It's actually a soundtrack. Okay. Does it and start with John Williams? <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. It does wow. not. It does not. But okay. again, I, I'm picking it because the sound quality is so good. Yeah. But but it's a great juxtaposing to Dean's Asia. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite oh, album in the world, oh, but it's it's an enjoyable track for me, and it won't last a, lot, a long time. Soundtrack, soundtrack to Bad News Bears. 
Top secret. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. 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 Speed that surfing. Val Kilmer, yes. Yes. Oh, Rudy. Val Kilmer's real vocals, too. Yes. Yes, yes, yes indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Before he got all fat and, and Batman. Well, that, and, well, after well, Batman. Batman, he then fat. Batman, I, I think, actually, to be fair, I think he's actually dealing with a health issue or has been, so I'm not going to make too much yeah. fun of him. But yeah, that's right. He did get a little. Yeah, chubby there. <laughs> but there's a yeah. I figured we play one side of this one. I think I would juxtapose your Asia. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that would be great. quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, that would be very. Yeah, that would be quite a transition <laughs> there. But, and similarities. But for any listeners who don't know what what Top Secret is, if anybody's familiar with the movie Airplane, yeah. oh, 1980. Okay. Yeah. That course. slapstick, ridiculous of comedy. Course. That's of what course. Top Secret was, and, and it course. was the movie that made me laugh so hard it made my sides really split. You were about to say something? Yeah, I have never laughed harder, harder yeah. at a movie. I remember watching this uh, at, at uh, yours, and I'm, I think this is the first time I actually cried yeah. laughing at a movie. Was yeah. Jonathan uh, there? Yes. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> absolutely, I mean, I'm talking about rolling on, the, literally rolling on the floor. Well, crying, <laughs> laughing, crying, if, laughing. If you have a juvenile boy sense of humor, yeah. you're going to yeah, love yeah, this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. You're yeah. perfect um, for that. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for categorizing. Well, me. we are. Look, I'm, <laughs> just kidding. Look, just kidding. You have to be, a, you have to be intelligent to, to laugh to at laugh these movies. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. But um, I my experience, my first experience was, and I'll I'll tell this story real quick quickly. But is uh, there was a theater at, on on Flower Avenue, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. called the Flower Theater. Now it's sort of a, a evangel an evangelical church of some sort, like a, a, I think a Spanish church or something. Um, but it still sits there, the building. Now, when the movie came out in 1984, a friend of mine was leaving it was one of, one of my high school friends that we went to school with since we were in elementary school we were going to take him out to see a movie for the uh, for the last time we were we were able to do so in this area so he was going to uh leave to new mexico sure. and the group of us guys i think we were just got out of 10th grade uh decided to take him to see top secret it been it was a perfect a perfect experience i had all these uh 10th going to 11th grade uh males going yeah. to the theater at the at the flower theater and we took up pretty much one row and uh from the beginning of that movie um we started to get and see the jokes and laugh at the jokes so hard that by the time the ballet scene of this movie was yeah. over with wow me personally the one that was the fit guy that was in the exercise uh couldn't laugh anymore because it <laughs> felt like he had done a million sit-ups. It's like I had to stave off the laughing because of what had had done to me, and that was only halfway through the film. Yeah, yeah. and it but gets so much better. It's, even, yeah, it right, really does. It if really you are does. a mature yes. female that doesn't like that kind of stuff, like Latrine. <laughs> yeah, Latrine. Yeah. The reason, that, and the reason I say females because those are the only ones that look at me like I'm stupid for for la 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 laughing at it, but. Yeah. Um, it's okay. It's just little boy humor. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It's little boy humor of, uh, that that grew up and was able to enjoy the stupidness of those yeah. of those days. Yeah, that's great. But that's great. Anyway, so that, I think that, that would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that would be perfect to feature. So I'm I'm glad that uh, that that you are both sharing that uh, with me and uh, as well as uh, our listeners. And um, so I would ask, um, just in, in parting ways, if there is any um, if there's any artists, any albums that 
you know, you would say maybe are hidden gems that people haven't really may have heard that's not too mainstream or anything like that, that, you know, you'd want to uh, listen to maybe to check out or just it's something that you really enjoy as well um, that you think our listeners would enjoy listening to as well uh, that they could find on, on vinyl. Um, well, I, I feel like if you're really looking for uh, a wonderful sound uh, just in general, and you're a fan of R&B or soul or what Billboard used to call prior to 1982, hot soul, take, take a listen uh, to some of the Stevie Wonder albums from that period, uh, from his grace period of 72 to 76. We talked about Talking Book earlier. I think Talking Book would be a fantastic album uh, for anyone to, to, to listen to. Everybody's heard of Stevie Wonder. But not everybody's really listened to some of those albums uh, from his grace period. So I would certainly say that Talking Book is is there. Uh, if you want to even go any further into obscurity now, I, I would even say uh, the Isley Brothers had a fantastic album in 1970. Two great albums, actually. Uh, I'll say 1975. I think it was released in October, November 75 where uh, they had six tracks on it, and the name of the album is called The Heat Is On. Mm. Many people know For the Love of You, uh, which I think uh, charted number 10 in late 75, early 76. Uh, they have, uh, it, it just, the, the instrumentals on that album, they had two parts to, 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 to their songs, really. Mm-hmm. One part, two minutes was probably vocals, Ron Isley, some of the leads, and then the, the remaining minutes you had uh, Ernie Isley uh, playing uh, a lot of guitar, and um, it, you know if you're looking just for some wonderful instrumentals uh, mixed with soul music, uh, either Stevie Wonder or the Isley Brothers, you cannot go wrong with those two. I mean, time would not allow for me to go down the list. I mean, we'd be here till 2020 uh, <laughs> talking about some of the stuff that I like, and I know Sean has a big list too. Um, but those are two that I can think of. And again, um, throwing in Steely Dan, uh, uh, I cannot, uh, Pretzel Logic, 1974. Yes. That's another great album there where you can hear a lot of wonderful studio that's musicians a, play. Is that Boy Zappa? Or... Uh, no, that, you know, it's funny. That's another good one too. You're listening. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Pretzel Logic, 74. And then before that, in 1973, which you said, uh, MC, which includes Body Saba, uh, that th- those are two good albums there as well, and the Steely Dan catalog, which mm-hmm. you can't go wrong. So I will say Steely Dan, Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. and uh, the Izzy Brothers. Those are three that I would personally listen to and recommend and say, hey, you know, if you want to hear some instrumentals, go for those guys there. Nice. Yeah, those are all good choices. Um, I think what I'd have to do then is, is sort of take the other end of things. When you're saying hidden gems, I'll, I'll, t- I'll come out of a form of the the format that you are, which is sort of like uh, known mainstream musicians. Of course, I do have a few, but I will go back to Xanadu. Okay. I, I the reason I say that is because I think there's a lot of good music on that that's overlooked because of maybe the genre it's connected to, or or maybe maybe a lack of better term, a certain stigma that 
a demographic might not appreciate. I think you would. I think if you gave it a, a, a chance, Xanadu is one of the best musical uh, soundtracks that I've ever heard. And it's got something for everybody, if you ask me. Um, I'm also going to go with another soundtrack. Uh, the Bullet soundtrack Ooh, by nice. uh, Lalo Schifrin, mm -hmm. the uh, the jazz composer who did really pretty much every uh, musical score of the early late sixties and early seventies. I mean, Mission Impossible to Starsky and Hutch. I mean, he's he's done all that stuff. But the Bullet soundtrack has some really good riffs in that. Really good scores. My favorite being one called I think it's called uh, Shifting Gears. He, which is a, a that always that always pumps the adrenaline up. Then, any Stevie Ray Vaughan album. Yes. Like I mentioned it before, but yes. I will say any Stevie Ray. Um, I, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there already know Stevie Ray Vaughan, but the thing is when you get the vinyl, that's really, like he was one of those, like I say, like Herbie Hancock, knew what vinyl sounded like, knew what to do, knew how to record it. I don't know if it was him personally who knew it, but whoever was doing his music knew it. And they... They have great sound and sounding at records. And I would also say, in addition to that, is his brother's group, uh, the Fabulous Thunderbirds. So those, those not are the wrestlers, but the, the not the wrestlers. <laughs> 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 that's the group. Yeah, no, no, that's um, that's George. Oh, uh, George, I'll see. <laughs> uh, strike that, listener. No, strike that. that. Um, uh, but then you know you're talking about the reason I brought that up is hidden gems. I don't, I, yeah. I think that for like an an, uh, an audience now they. Who's Stevie Ray Vaughan? Like, there's a right. huge group that's like, how do you not know who Stevie Ray Vaughan? Yeah, and a huge exactly. group that's like, who is this what? Stevie? And what kind of music is that? I don't even know what that is. Well, you got YouTube now. You got Google. Yeah, you yeah. can figure it out. Does <laughs> he sound like Drake? <laughs> yeah, he sounds like Drake. Drake sure. <laughs> sure. And 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 if I could just throw in just as, as Sean was talking, because I know you were talking about things that were more obscure, and not a lot of people listen to Ozzy Brothers today. People know Ronald Ozzy as Mr. Big and like I said when I mentioned Stevie Wonder again, these are these are albums that even though in the annals of recording history, um, rated very highly at the time, in twenty eighteen people aren't listening to this stuff. So come on, I mean, give me a break. Um, but just in short, uh, hope you feel better. Love on that seventy five Peter Don album. Thought that you were saying that to me. That whole <laughs> <laughs> that whole A side of that seventy five album. Um, you know, the Heat Is On by the Ozzy Brothers is great, and again, Steely Dan. Yeah, again, Sean put it per perfectly. You know, if, if, if there's one side that was like, yeah, I've heard of it, but folks that were, you know, folks that are millennials, they haven't heard of this stuff. Very select. I, I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give some millennials some credit. I, 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 I can't. I know a lot of dope. But I'm gonna give them some credit. I, I've, I've found that I've been surprised more by millennials and some of their their music choices than. Uh, those that are uh, generations that I would expect them to be more more fondly remember, uh, remembering of these these types of music because in recent times um, like I train a lot of people because I'm a personal trainer uh, they bring their own music choices sometimes and I'm looking at some of them and they have some music that yeah. I'm like I have that on vinyl yeah. I got that on vinyl what would you, and, and you know what it comes down to I think. I think it basically it's one of these things when you're when you're born with something right in front of you, you don't think it's special of it. Yeah, yeah. When you, it, it's kind of like the comic books now. I, I, yeah. uh, it, in fact, I'm gonna I'm equate this to the the the, the, the vinyl. Yeah. Um, it used to be when I go to a comic book convention, 
and I'm looking for my favorite comics, which are usually comics that were made before even I could read well. At least, you know, those are usually my favorite, that my favorite era. And I'm looking through those things, and I'm always bumping elbows with some 40-year-old, 50-year-old, 60-year-old. In recent years, I've been bumping elbows with like 12-year-old boys, 12-year-old girls. And, you know, it's just, I'm surprised they're looking for the same books I'm looking for. And I think what it is is this. They know they can get this stuff digitally. That is taken for granted. That's nothing special to them. They want to know where it came from. They want to feel what we felt. It's a history behind the, it. Yeah, yeah, a history behind I think they're interested in that. I think it's a novelty to them. I think they, they like it and they appreciate it because it's been taken from it. And it's sort of like that thing where um, when I was a, a kid, um, my parents were around before there were televisions. Right. When I was born, there was, of course, television telephones. What they would do is they put me in front of a television or telephone or whatever like that, and they say, "Isn't that amazing?" But to me, it's like, oh, of course, right. you should have something like this because right. it's right here. You know, it makes sense. Right. You, how much you going to talk to the guy next door? Right. Um, and I think that's sort of a similar thing with what we call millennials. I think we might, I think if we give them the chance, they 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 might be rescuing this because I've actually been bumping elbows with those in record stores. Yeah. So uh, exactly. you know, but I think what's the problem is is it's the millennials. Um, Media sources are the most at culprit, the most culprit at this denying them the information or right. not exposing them to this this type of art. So I think, and we of course we can't blame. I mean, how many times have we had somebody who's a millennial say, "How would you expect us to know that? That was before we were born." And yet yeah. we look at them like saying, "Wait a minute, yeah. Three Stooges were before I was born. Yeah. I know they are <laughs> exactly right." Exactly. So I, I think there's some sort of unfortunate gap and i think though in a way the ones that find out appreciate it more because they actually did work to get yeah, to it yeah yeah, yeah that, that, that's a good point too and uh it's also ironic that you think a lot uh, you think about a lot of these icons um hendrix joplin jim morrison yep um i'm just naming some folks from that era from you know, nineteen seventy. You know, from sixties on to nineteen seventy. But you think about more folks going into the seventies, folks that we've heard of. Um, and and uh, I'm sorry, Bob Dylan. Yeah. You know, somebody that is very popular. I'm just throwing out names. Barbara Streisand. These are names that people that are sixteen, seventeen years old. They've heard of these people. Um, but then you go down the line and you think of. Some artists, I'm thinking maybe even back uh, maybe eight, nine years, uh, I'll throw some names out even after the uh, the LP era. You think about somebody like, I'm throwing names out, Houston, um, uh, Evanescence. I don't know how many people have heard of Evanescence. Sure. I mean, Evanescence, sure. you know, Shingy. Uh, um, what other names can I, can, I, can I throw out? I'm going to just throw out some random names that I can, that I can think of. Uh, Andre say, Simone, who did you was just say I don't think anyone in the last ten years has mentioned Chingy. Well, <laughs> okay, maybe maybe fifteen maybe fifteen years, you know. But I, I just think about the fact that there are certain names, and let me go into the social networking era. Um, I don't know. I mean, there are some folks even within this era, the last several years, where their social networking has existed. Where yes, maybe their songs did chart highly. But people are not going to talk about these artists 
in three, four years. Yeah. Or sometimes even in six months, they'll have that one single and that's it. Yeah. And this is one thing that I appreciate about Bruno Mars. You know, it's yes, funny it with is. this with this record era. Now, yeah. we, this is the first time we've talked about Bruno Mars tonight. Um, I have a great deal of respect for Bruno Mars. Yeah, I like him too. And you know, he he, he uh, it, it, his songs are great. You know, they're, they're great songs, and, and it, it takes you back. Yeah, I, th- I think he's I think he's somebody who's influenced by a lot of the great artists that yeah. we grew up with, and I, yeah. I I I don't know that for sure. I just. This is what I'm gleaning from his songs, and his songs yeah. his songs don't all sound the same, and they a lot of them are really catchy, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, he's he's one of the few. I, do I get excited? Well, when I hear him, not yet, but right. it's more like I'll be like, oh, well, what is he going to sing? Right, you know, it's like right, that, so. right, right, yeah. right. So I mean, I think I feel like it, it, some artists, and I'm, as I'm looking at my iPod now, right. where I have like all these songs, you know, thinking about so many artists few and far between yeah. that a lot of people uh, have not heard of or maybe they didn't get the notoriety that other household names that I mentioned a few minutes ago right. that will have for a lifetime yeah. um, really puts into perspective you know, really where we are in music and why some folks might delve into music that was popular then that's still popular now as opposed to music today, which may be popular only for a second or maybe only is temporary. And again, that's not always the case. You know, every now and again, we have an artist like Bruno Mars that is just, he's off the charts and he's what's happening right now, so to speak. But there's not that many compared to if you look at a Billboard magazine from even, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a lot different. Yeah. So, um, once again, I just I want to thank the both of you, Sean and, and Dean, for uh, joining me uh, today and, and uh, giving me all this wonderful content. Um, yes, Sean had uh, somebody that he wanted to yes, shout I, out. I, yes, I, I, I neglected when I told that story about uh, the, the music art that I've, I've done. I neglected to mention Mr. Guy Colston. Um, he, he's the one who got me the artwork, so I really appreciate Guy. He, he, we've worked quite a bit he's one of the he's one of the first people that actually hired me and to ever do comic book art so i want to throw a, he's also a musician himself and he used to have a i, I forget what his group was called I, I know he had had the stone rock going on but there i think there's another group that he was involved with i think it's called bruno or something like that mm-hmm. but but he's, i'm sure he could call and correct me or <laughs> straighten me out on facebook or something but um, no, I wanted to mention him too because he's the one who introduced me to Cat uh, Dale and Cat yes. Dale music and got me all that. So hopefully you guys will check it out and, and maybe enjoy it because I enjoy doing it. Yeah, send me that and I'll, I'll, I'll add a link to her um, on the. Uh, sure. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure she yeah. appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yep. Um, and so, listeners, if there's uh, you know anything about vinyl that uh, you enjoy, uh, if there's. Uh, you know, any records that, that you would recommend. I would love to hear that. Um, please uh, add a comment or send a, a like or anything like that. Uh, if you have uh, any type of topics that you'd like to hear uh, on MCMC uh, on, on, on any future episodes. So this is MCMC. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll catch you the next time. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on vinyl. As always, we like to leave our guests with a musical selection. 
Uh, today's selection came from our guest, Dean Gordon. It's uh, Staley Dan's 1977 record, Asia. So sit back and relax as we play side one of Asia.
make love. 